Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount Plus. I'm in a period of emotional upheaval. Let's have all the oh, I don't care crap. A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm gonna steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. All right, we're back. Hi. Thank you for listening, you guys. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment, including theater. Indeed. We are so happy to be joined in studio right now uh, by the artistic director and president of Chanhassen Dinner Theaters, where Jersey Boys is on the main stage now. We just had a a conversation about the pronunciation of his name. I'm going to say it in the traditional Italian. This is the artist formerly known as Michael Brindisi, but it is... Brindisi. That's the Italian pronunciation, right, Michael? That was perfect. My gosh. Brindisi. Brindisi. And that means to toast or like cheers. A toast, yep. In in Italian. Yep. Cool. Donna, you should know that you have Italian family. You're from Jersey. I never took an Italian course, though. Well, that's unfortunate. I know. So you're Italian? I got a little Italian. Like a quarter. Okay. And Michael, she's from Jersey. From Jersey? I'm from New Jersey. Okay, I know. I'm nervous. (laughs) (laughs) I I saw the show. I saw Jersey Boys at the Chanhassen Dinner Theaters. I loved it. I sang along throughout the entire production. Oh, great. I forgot how many great songs that the Four Seasons had. Now, here's the interesting thing. With a show like this, um, and you know, Frankie Valli and the Four Seasons, it's a jukebox musical, so all the hits are going to be there and people are going to be singing along. Such a great vibe. That being said, the audience has an expectation of what it's going to sound like because of the very high bar, quite literally, that Frankie Valli put out there. And so when you are casting for a show like this, are you essentially just saying, all right, boys, Give me your high notes before we go any further. How do you figure out the casting? Yeah. Well, I was really blessed on this one. because I was very nervous about casting this show um, because they got to become a group in like right. three weeks. And these four guys landed from heaven. I mean, literally, they dropped into my lap. Will Dusek, who <clears throat> plays Frankie, just got out of school. He's, 20, he's 22 years old. He's amazing. And wow. he's a... He's a He's a vocal machine, and this kid's going someplace. I mean, remember the name Will Dusick because he's really excellent. And he had the whole sound. He came in with it, and I was like, are you kidding me? And then we have an understudy who covers him who also has, Andy High, who also has the, the sound. And I said, okay, we're gonna. this is going to be a blessed production. Wow. Um, my son-in-law is in the show. <laughs> I mean, I'm having the best summer of my life, my my wife was just in the Guthrie production of uh, The Murder on the Orient Express. We oh, love wow. your wife. Yes, yeah, she's, she's fantastic. Michelle Barber, she's f- fabulous. And Kat Brindisi, my daughter, is currently in a wonderful production of Into the Woods at, at the Guthrie. Wow. And David, as I said, her husband, David Darrow, is, in, is playing Dan, Danny DeVito in, in our production of Jersey Boys. And um, Sam Stoll, who plays Bob Gaudio. And... Um, Shad uh, Hanley, who plays uh, Nick Massey. 
these four guys are amazing. And I'm, you know, I honestly, I turned to my musical director several times and I said, have I, have I given any notes on this production yet? Because it's just, it just took off by itself. Oh, it's so good. Isn't that great? It is so good. I went with a, a friend of mine, a neighbor, and we were just like, oh, it's over already. You know, it was so, so good. What, a, what know, a great sign when people want it to keep yeah, going. It's, it's true. And, you know, I mean, it is, as you said, Steve, a, a jukebox musical, but I don't, I don't think if I did give a note, this is the note I gave. I said I, on opening day of rehearsal, I said, I don't think of this as a jukebox musical. I think of it as a play with music mm-hmm. because I think the real surprising thing about Jersey Boys is the story and yeah. how well it's told. And and it really is a, pl- a play like um, like Arthur Miller or Tennessee Williams. It's um, It's got that kind of black and white feeling, 50s genre. You know, dive bars, yeah. uh, diners, uh, real, real earthy people, and um, almost a sort of black and white feeling to it. And uh, and when we got to the scenes, we were going, "Wow, that scene is like really well written." And yeah. so the story is, I think, the surprise. I've had a lot of people come up to me and say. You know, I knew the music was going to be great, but I didn't know it was going to be such a moving story. Yeah, Mm. I did not. There's, I won't spoil anything, but there is something that happens to the group as a result of one person's bad move. And I had no idea. Uh, I had no idea that that happened. And wow, what a comeback. But um, I have a question. First of all, how about the fact that Frankie Valley, a week after I saw your production, he got married. Yeah, I know. yeah. He's in the news all of a sudden. Did yeah. you did you put him up to this to help promotion of Jersey Boys? I, no, I I almost got a chance to meet him. We were we were arranging. He was in Chicago and, and we were trying to get me to do a photo op. Oh, with that would have been great. It didn't happen, but you know maybe it'll happen. The run's going to be till the end of February, so maybe I'll still get a chance to meet him. He performs. He's like. The guy, he's like the, the the guy says in the play. Yeah. I'm like I'm like the Energizer Bunny. I keep going and going and going, and he's he's still performing. I think he's 90 years old. Now. Yeah, yeah, he I'm, is. I'm I'm curious when you have a production that goes on as as long as it does. So when it sets up shop and you've got great demand for it, and you got butts in seats and people are enjoying the dinner and the show and the whole thing, as a director. Do you have to, like, tactically, do you have to gather with them every so often? Or once you get it up on stage, is the hardest work, I'd imagine, at the beginning, and then do you go hands-off, or do you have to meet with them after certain productions? How does it work during such a long duration? Yeah, it's pretty much, that's a great question. It's pretty much hands-off. Um, these, the the level of talent that I'm working with, know, know how to take care of the baby. <laughs> and uh, they don't they don't really need me very much. They'll come to me on occasion and say, you know, Something's not working at the end of the play. Can you take a look at it? And 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 then I become involved. But no, uh, the stage manager runs the show, keeps them on track, and and they most of them uh, have so much experience. They keep themselves on track. I have a question about uh, understudies. How often will an understudy come? Like they have to know all the lines, all the music, everything that the the regular performer knows. How often do you use an understudy? Well, ho- hopefully not often. We, but we, everybody's trained, and uh, you know we we have it what we call covered internally. So I have a little larger cast than most theaters. Like I've somewhere mm-hmm. between twenty eight and thirty on uh, the prom. I had thirty three, and so we have uh, enough people in there to do all the understudying and all the covering. 
And I like it that way because uh, they get to see the, the person who's actually been cast in the role and then mm -hmm. they kind of go on that track. Right, and, it, right. and when the understudy steps in, the audience never knows. It, it feels the same. That's well, and, and how important that casting for the understudy yeah. in this production of Jersey Boys in particular, because as we're thinking of who's going to play Frankie Valley and lead the way with such a distinct voice, yes. and again, the audience expectations are what they are. That's a whole thing. Um, why don't we keep it? Can we keep you here just for one more second? Sure. Okay, great. Because I want to um, talk with them. We're talking with Michael Brindisi, uh, the big wig behind Chan Ass and Dinner Theaters, the director of Jersey Boys, as he almost chokes on his water as I give him such praise. <laughs> but um, I, we were talking a little bit off air about his start and uh, his start and what he's done on stage himself as a performer mm -hmm. and touring mm -hmm. with the original Broadway tour of Greece. So we, I want to go back kind of on the, that journey and what that was like for you. And we'll chat a little more uh, Jersey Boys. When we come back, it's Donna and Steve on my talk. Hey, what's up, buddies? It's uh, Stevie Boy for my pals over at the what's canopy. Up, Donna, I'll, I'll actually handle this okay, one. Thank fine. you for your involvement. As you set out to explore Minnesota this summer, think about this. We're going to do a little math, everybody, on a Friday. There are 234 cities in Minnesota with populations over 2,500. The Canopy Group has clients in all but seven of those 234 cities. Well, Professor Patterson, why are we doing all this? Well, because the Canopy Group's experience in all of these Minnesota cities gives them a really unique edge in getting you the best home and auto insurance coverage at the very best price. Because remember, the Canopy Group, they offer 16 insurance companies. They do that for a reason, to match your specific situation, including your zip code, where you live, that matters, with the absolute best insurance company for you. This is done for you every year because your specific situation might change and the insurance company's appetites might change as well. This experience working throughout Minnesota provides thousands of Canopy Group clients the peace of mind knowing that the Canopy Group is working for them. Check them out at thecanopygroup.com. Donna and Steve at your service on My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. Got a special guest in the studio. We're talking about Jersey Boys. Yes, of course. We've got Michael Brindisi, who is the uh, the artistic director, the president of Chan Ass and Dinner Theaters, the director of Jersey Boys. Uh, but we were talking, before we came on the air last segment, we were talking a little bit quickly about your history as a performer. And so set the stage again. You were, I want to, am I saying this, that you were a part of the first uh, tour, the national tour of Greece, fresh off Broadway. Yeah, it was a, actually the second national but, yeah, it was fresh off Broadway, directed by Tom Warren, Pat Birch, choreography, the, the original uh, creative team of, of Greece on Broadway. And it was, uh, I was 28 years old. I'm 75 now, so it was a while ago. <laughs> wow. Were you, who did you play? I played, oh, I played them all. I played uh, <laughs> Sonny, Roger, Duty, Kanicki, wow. Vince Fontaine, but mostly Kanicki. Okay, yeah. cool. So That's wait, awesome. what do you mean? What do you mean you play? You just mentioned like four or five different roles. Did you? Were so, you off book for all of them? So no, I was originally hired as the understudy. I was twenty eight years old. Okay, and the average age of the people in the company was like nineteen. Oh. So I was like the old guy. Sure, yeah. And the mo <laughs> and actually one of the more experienced actors. And so the the two of us, two two male actors that were at twenty eight, and we so we had the not, the ability to play the various roles. So that's uh, that's I was actually read for Sonny the most, and um, but then I knew that I was going to be hired as an understudy. Then I get, I played so I got to do them all because the kids mm. got sick. They were had the right. flu and oh, got lost it. their okay. voices. Yep. And wow. so I get to play them all. And then eventually the guy playing Kaniki left the show, and I got to do Kaniki for the rest of the run. 
So it was really the time of my life. I got to see the whole country and play big houses. And we were stars. We would go into Chicago for three weeks. I sit down in Chicago, and they would they would have restaurants that that entertained us and the, wow. the Grease Company. That's amazing. We got free everything. Oh my gosh! And and cool too that you got to. It was a week minimum stay in each city, but very often turned into maybe three, three. or four weeks. So what yeah. an interesting experience to plop down in a city. And to know that you've got enough time that you don't have to rush it, you can go around and see things in your time. Uh, but then also knowing, then we're going to be on. I'm not going to get bored here. I don't have enough time to get bored here. I'll be on to the next city. Six weeks in uh, in uh, Los, 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 Los Angeles uh, at the Pantages Theater. Wow. You know, so you get to look around for an agent. Right. Uh, you know, um, d- tour. I got to see you know the the Opera House in Kentucky. You know. Uh, I get to wow. see uh, Stone Mountain in Atlanta. Oh, oh yeah, we just did everything. You know, it was it was really great. Can, I look back on it very fondly. How does one make then the transition from being a performer to being you know on the other side of things and directing people? Because you need money. <laughs> That's what yeah. I thought you were going to say. <laughs> a little steady gig. Yeah, I mean, it really is how it happened. You know, I wasn't I wasn't that castable, and I. I mean, I was castable as, as a greaser because, you know, that's what I looked like. <laughs> and, and I was short. I was five foot eight. And so, but, you know, like in terms of range, I didn't have that real, that that range. And I didn't, I didn't have the ability to do accents and like the kinds of things that get actors, actors jobs. So um, I started directing at a very early age, actually in college and uh, started to score more jobs that way. And, hmm. you know, okay. That became my career. How long Greece, you been at Greece was the greatest acting gig I ever had. I actually went from Greece to Broadway because the director, Tom Moore, of Greece, then directed a Broadway show, and he, you know, he liked me, and and he saw me in numerous roles in the show, so he cast me in uh, Once in a Lifetime at Circle in the Square, and I got to act wow. with um, Treat Williams and John Lithgow and Jay Meadows Allen. And a lot of really famous people. What a what a wild experience! How how funny for you to, you know, be be rubbing elbows with these you know very famous people, accomplished in the world of acting on the screen and on the stage. And then I think on the other side of it, at Chanhassen Dinner Theaters, where we here in Minnesota, of course, we love to anytime we hear Amy Adams' name, we love to yeah. lay claim to it. That's and right. she was on stage. What what production uh, yeah. was she in at Chanhassen Dinner Theaters that well, you were I first, involved in? I first uh, she was in four uh, four productions for us. But I, I um, first saw her in, in um, Colorado at a dinner theater hmm. in a production of Crazy For You. And I went with my choreographer and I said, uh, we're, we're looking for a Bill Snipson. Hey, it's Mike, and I'm so excited to tell you about Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. You know I love good food, and that is what I love about Factor. It's fresh, never-frozen meals that are chef-crafted, dietitian approved and get this, all ready to go in just two minutes. Never get sick of the same thing with Factor, as you'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week. That includes Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and if you're watching the carbs like me, a great keto option as well. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. 
Head to factormeals.com slash DS50 and use code DS50 to get 50% off. That's code DS50 at factormeals.com slash DS50 to get 50% off. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. The leading role. The leading male role. And at intermission, this uh, friend of mine, choreographer, turned to me and he said, do you like anybody in this show? I said, I like the that little blonde girl who's playing Patsy. It was a really small role. Hmm. I said, she is funnier than heck. And I <laughs> and also, I think she's gorgeous. And so I, I knew the guy that ran the theater. And I said, can I meet the girl who played Patsy? And we went backstage and it was Amy. And I she was, you know, breathtakingly beautiful. And I said, hey, I'm going to be doing crazy for you. And she then came out and played Patsy for me. Wow. Uh, and, and then, uh, and then she was in, she was in uh, Brigadoon and she was in good news. And actually she was in Brigadoon when uh, she came up to me and she said, um, uh, I've got an opportunity to do a movie. You need five weeks off. They're shooting a movie called drop dead gorgeous in, <laughs> in, uh, in Minnesota. Yeah. Right. And uh, I said, you can go do it, but you have to come back. Yes. And the <laughs> and understudy went, yes. <laughs> yeah. right. Take it. And she went, made the movie, and then she came back and she said, you know, uh, Christy Alley had convinced her that she should go to Hollywood. And wow. Get and an that's agent. what she did. And that's what she did. Oh, and man. Boom. And she's as sweet as can be. I mean, she still, when I run into her today or she calls, she's like down to earth and she's the nicest person and she's plenty rich, but she's really yeah, nice. right. so good to know. <laughs> what a fun little story that wow. is. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be, by the way, I am good. I don't even know if we've shared this. Maybe we shouldn't share it publicly, Chris. I don't know, but I'll ask forgiveness, not permission. Um, does Michael know that I'm squatting at his table next Friday? Does, does he know that you gave that up? Well, <laughs> I'm going to see, uh, I'm going to see the show next week. We got some friends that are going to come and see it's it. So, so good. Steve. We can't wait. I missed the first wave. We were out of town. We had all these yeah, commitments. My daughter was in a, a, a theatrical production of Matilda at Chaska Valley family theater. So the opening nights were running against one another. So I, I'm over overdue to be back at Chanhassen Dinner Theaters, but it is, it's one of those places, and, and you've been there for a long time, and so you know what I'm talking about, that when you step through the front door, there is a coziness, there is oh, a, a so welcoming warmth. and a warmth there that is just, it's different, it's just different, and I don't know how many places there are, like Chanhassen Dinner Theaters still existing in right. our country, it yeah. feels like they're few and far between There, there are a few, uh you that have that sort of homey, homey feeling that you're describing, you know, it's all Bloomberg. Herb Bloomberg, who built the place, the Bloomberg family, they, they wanted you to feel like you were home hmm. when you walked in. The first thing you it's see great. is the fireplace. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. the patio is great, too. Yeah. Yeah, at Brindisi's just, Pub. I think I know the, the guy who really named it. The world famous. The world famous Brindisi's <laughs> Pub. Right. Yeah, you print those words. Who's going to argue that? It's world famous. Well, he is Michael Brindisi, uh, the director of Jersey Boys, which is on stage right now at Chanhassen Dinner Theaters. Uh, so happy to have you here in studio. Thanks, thanks for making the drive in. You guys are great. Thank you oh, for having thank me. thank you. Uh, we love you guys. And here's what we're going to do to continue um, the fun. As we let them go, we will now shift into a game that is the College 
of pop culture knowledge. Yes. Now, we play it every day at 1030. And so, longtime listeners, you know the game that we're playing. But today, we have a Jersey edition of it. So we told Zamboni, just give us some sort of a Jersey vibe here. And I believe he's pulled it off. Uh, Michael, is this indeed a Jersey-themed college of pop culture knowledge? Oh, absolutely. We even have a little uh, chant tie-in as well. So oh, it's pretty oh fun. awesome. There's okay. your hint. Michael, thank you so hey, much thanks. for we taking the time to drive up here. Congratulations on the show. Thank you. I'll look for yes. Friday. Yes, yes. We'll be there. Uh, by the way, I, if you want to play that game that we just talked about, you can call right now. 651-641-1071. That is the game. You'll choose Donna or me that you want to team up with. You just might win a prize. That game is coming next. It's my talk. What's up, friends? Stevie Boy, for my pals at You Wouldn't Believe It, Chanhassen Dinner Theaters. We did not even plan it. This is just how it played out. Uh, we were telling you about all the goodness. So, yeah, Lou and I were going to be taking uh, my, my brother-in-law and my sister. We got, like, a table for a six. It's just going to be so fun. And we're really looking forward to a night out. Every time that Lou and I drive to Chanhassen Dinner Theaters, one of us will say to the other, this is just one of, like, our favorite things to do. It just feels easy. Parking is a breeze. We love the dinner. Prime rib, I'm coming for you. You get dessert delivered at intermission, a refill of the wine or the coffee. It's just a great night out. And really, I'm just so jazzed, especially now, already was, but so excited to see Jersey Boys. That's on the main stage. Of course, the Broadway smash sensation. And you can see it right now in your own backyard. ChanassonDT.com. That's where you can get your uh, tickets. Hey, we've got some cool concerts coming up, too. I want to let you know about ChanassonDT.com, including some that feature Dave Matthews music, Michael Jackson, and the Jackson family. Tickets at ChanassonDT.com. Welcome back. Donna and Steve at your service on My Talk 1071, where talk is fun and we're going to play a game. Let's do it. It's time to go to college. college, college. It's time to attend the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. It's like quiz ball. Three trivia questions to find out who's smarter. Donna. Donna's a smart one. Or Steve. His brain ain't right, but it's fun. And here's your host, the Big Zamboni. Zamboni. I want to see how smart you are. Yes, it's College of Pop Culture Knowledge, and Steve's been on a little bit of a run here. He's been doing well since making his return. Thank you, Mike. That's just the stats. I'm just making... Exactly. I'm setting the stage because it's going to make... It's going to make an epic uh, story when you uh, find a way to win, because I don't know, maybe you know something about this topic. Hmm. The topic today... Is Jersey, New Jersey. Let's go. All right. Now, and Donna, whoop. you have the advantage. You were born and raised there. Yes, I was, sir. So you you have an advantage right out of the gates. Maybe. I think so. We'll find out. Um, so with that, Diane is going to be playing along with oh. us today. Hi, Diane. Hello, hello. Hello, good morning. What are you up to today? I'm just parked waiting to go into Panera to get my cinnamon crunch bagel. Oh, well, good hey, for you. could you be a little more specific? Hey, Diane, you <laughs> know, sorry. you know, there was a time that Donna Valentine went into a Panera Bread, but then they had the kiosks out where you order on the touch screen, and mm-hmm. she got so intimidated by that. I got scared. She pulled a human U-turn and left without <laughs> ordering. How about that, Diane? Okay, I've been there, done that. I don't know. Good to know. Good to know. You got to go in with a plan. You That's know? right. Well, she's got a plan. That cinnamon crunch bagel is just calling her name. Uh, with I that, oh, go ahead. How do you order I it? it bread, I get it bread sliced so that I can eat it in the car without, you know, just trying to crunch down with old teeth. Uh, so. <laughs> so wait a minute. Wait, you mean they give you a cinnamon crunch bagel and then they they would slice it as they would a loaf of bread yeah. so that you have a bunch of individual pieces? Exactly. So you can just, and they don't, some people don't know how to do it, but then they'll learn. 
and you get your bagel sliced, and it's just toast. It's great. Wait a minute. Hang on. One last oh question before God. you. Well, I'm now curious. I've never heard of this. No, Diane, I, get your own show. No, Diane, I think she's on to something. Um, <laughs> Diane, do you have them butter it first? Like, will they butter it and then bread slice it? Oh, I'm just, no, I'm a vegan in that way. No butter, okay. no cream cheese, right. just a good crunchy cinnamon okay. and sugar. I like that Diane said, I'm a vegan in that way. We don't know how <laughs> far stretches the, the vegan uh, convictions go. All right. Going there. All right, Diane, enough. All right, enough of the Cinnamon Crunch Bagel and the free Panera Bread commercial. It's now time for you to decide. Would you like to team up with Donna Valentine or Stevie Boy? The topic, again, is New Jersey and pop culture. Well, I think you're more familiar with the East Coast than Donna, I think. But I could be wrong. Does but, that mean you'd so, like to go with I me? I Because I love your hair. Oh, God love you. Listen, hey, Donna, get All the right, hell out Diane, of here. All right, Diane, whatever. All right, Diane, listen, you're speaking my language. Now, true, Donna grew up further east than I did on the coast of New Jersey, but it doesn't matter. You're dealing with a western Pennsylvania boy, so I know a thing or two, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guide us to victory. All right, uh, Diane, you are going on hold. Steve, are you ready to do this? I'm ready. Again, I said it's a Jersey, and then we'll, we'll see how it goes. Let's, okay. uh, let's find this out. Uh, we'll start things off with this question. In the 60s... The Four Seasons had four Billboard Top 100 hits. Shoot. Sherry and Walk the or Walk, Walk like, like a Man, man were yeah. two of them. Name one of the other two. Okay. Um, oh gosh, I have looked at this list and sung it. In okay. Big Girls Don't Cry. Partially set in New Jersey, this 2013 film received 10 Oscar noms, including Best Actress for Chan alum Amy Adams and Best Actor for Christian Bale. They lost all. Gosh, it's not Silver Linings Playbook. Uh, I'm coming back to that. New Jersey is the mostly densely populated state in the U.S. with 1,300 people per square mile. Obviously, Alaska is the least. Which second to least? State with the least population. Montana-wise. Okay. All right. Well, I I can't guess anymore. Okay, you can't guess anymore, but Diane can. Diane, we're going to bring you back up here. He ultimately went with Big Girls Don't Cry on the first one. How do you feel about that? Oh, I like that. All right. Partially set in New Jersey, this 2013 film received 10 Oscar noms, including Best Actress for Chan alum Amy Adams and Best Actor for Christian Bale. It lost all. I am so toast on that. You're I to- have no idea. And then finally, uh, New Jersey is the mostly densely most densely populated state in the U.S. Obviously, Alaska is least. What is second? And Steve said Montana. How do you feel about that? Well, I'm going to go with Wyoming because they're close. She's going to change it to Wyoming. She wants to put uh, right. her own stamp on it. Okay, right. Diane, we're Clearly. going to put you she, back she on She put hold. her own stamp on this entire segment. So <laughs> the, the reign of Diane continues. All right, I have to let that be. I can't change her. You cannot. All right, She's Donna. got the final say. She is ultimately the right. one playing and makes hey, a Donna. decision. Welcome in. We're happy to have you. I think I'm going to hear, well, I don't think that we did particularly well. I, there's a chance we went zero for three. There's a chance we went three for three. Oh, I don't know. Okay. But I do anticipate uh, like strange noises coming from your body during this quiz. Wow. Oh, great. Okay, let's do it. All right, let's start with this first one. In the 60s, the Four Seasons had four Billboard Top 100 hits, including Sherry and Walk Like a Man. Name one of the other two. Um, you're, uh, I'll come back to it. Uh, can't take my eyes off you. Partially set in New Jersey, this 2013 film received 10 Oscar noms, including for Best Actress for Chan alum Amy Adams and Best Actor for Christian Bale. 
Oh, God, I forgot the name of it. I saw it. It was great. Okay, next. New (laughs) New Jersey is the most densely populated state in the U.S. Uh, Obviously, Alaska is least. What state is next to least? Next to least populated? Most densely populated. So, Rhode Island. Island. All right. Um, uh, We're New York. Uh, That's hard. Let me just come in with a clarification. That was yes, for the sake of for the for the sake of Donna. Yeah, absolutely. and retroactively, it might be the, for the sake of me. Yeah. Um, the, the The final question we're asking: What is the second least correct densely populated? Oh, so, least. Yeah, so yeah, wanna, do wanna, go ahead. Yeah, why don't you answer one more time? Yeah, give give an answer. So I that one I was trying to get Alaska. Alaska. Nope. That no. Oh, that's Alaska, the least. Alaska is least. Oh, I'm sorry. And then uh, what's second to last? Shoot, dog. It is ten. Ten. Hawaii. Hawaii. Texas. Texas. Hawaii, Texas, Texas, Which Hawaii. do you want to stay with there? Hawaii. Texas. I give up. Okay. <laughs> we, but we all know either of those are super wrong, so it doesn't matter. We'll, we'll let Hawaii be your guest. That's fine. <laughs> let's run through the answers. Uh, let's, uh, let's go with the uh, second one here, because neither one of you got this one. Partially set in New Jersey, this 2013 film received 10 Oscar noms, including uh, Best Actress for Channelum Amy Adams and Best Actor Christian Bale. American something. That feels better. I said Silver Linings Playbook. Nope. Yeah, well, uh, actually, J Law was in that this movie as well, right? But this one is American Hustle. Bradley Cooper that's and J Law were both Dang. in this yeah, one, yeah, and both in yes. Silver Linings Playbook. That's yes, my that's where the confusion was. But yes, the uh, the leads of that movie was Amy Adams and Christian Bale. So again, that Great is American movie. Hustle, a fantastic yeah. film. Uh, let's go to the uh, the first one I asked in the sixties. The Four Seasons had four Billboard Top One Hundred hits. Including Sherry, Walk Like a Man. Your answers could have been Ragdoll. Oh, mm-hmm. good one. Or Big Girls Don't Cry. Yes. Steve yes. Patterson came up with. Nicely don't done. Cry. They don't, don't cry. So with that. <laughs> oh, are we about to get cast? We got a director in the room still. Never know. And finally, the I'm third ready one. For my close up. New Jersey is the most densely populated state in the U.S. Obviously, Alaska is least. What state is second to New last? New York. It's got to be New York. Dense uh, from a density standpoint, so least people. Yes, so <laughs> New Jersey is the most with thirteen hundred per square mile. Alaska has like one person per square mile. So the second to last is no. Steve went with Montana. It was changed. Diane, by Diane. Diane stepped in. It's it's the op. You're, oh, least. least. I keep doing yep. the same yep. thing. You're doing yep. the opposite. Least. You would tell me if you're having a medical episode, right? <laughs> Diane did step in and say, "Nah, uh, uh." I feel like that's Wyoming, and. uh Diane nailed it. It wow. is Wyoming. Unbelievable. Wow. Good job. Good so just, job, you just guys. Just for context, uh, New Jersey wow. has 1,300 people per square mile. Uh, Wyoming has six. Oh wow. Okay. Gosh. I would have. I, I thought know that Montana about was good. Montana was a good guess. That is third. I feel like there's more animals than there are people. Hey, can we do the tiebreaker just for funsy onesies? Ooh, we surely can. Um, there are a ton. Here you go. Here's the tiebreaker. Yell out your name when you think you know it. There are a ton of musical acts from New Jersey. Donna. N- Na- Hold okay. on. Are you sure you want to do <laughs> nope. that? Nope. Name this one, not the song. Name the act. Cool in the gang. Cool in the gang. Yeah. Get down on it. Oh. Get down on it. Diane's getting down on it because she just won along with Steve. Diane, congratulations. 
Oh, I got to parade my T-shirt all over town now. Oh, Aww, girlfriend. Thank you. I think she means her Panera Bread T-shirt, not my talk. But still, <laughs> the, the princess of Panera has won. Diane, listen, thank you for listening. Stay on the line. Michael gets some information from you. In fact, he's going to get to know you in a hustle because he will ask you a very personal question, which is, what is your shirt size? How Stay there, you? okay? <laughs> I love it. Okay, thanks. All right. Love you. All right. We should take a break, fun. huh? She's fun. I feel like we had a good time with her. I, I had a great time losing i feel like yeah that that, that that is so embarrassing i know our guests are still here chris howell and michael Brindisi from chain ass and dinner theaters they were like well it's jersey related can we stick around and watch we said sure and then you failed miserably predicti- predictably just yep. absolutely caved in yep that was a tough thing for me to watch thanks a lot mike thank you mike you put All the game right. together uh yep. we will now take a breather and see if we can regain ourselves get a little credibility back uh, when we return, you know, it is uh, Barbie Day here yes, on My Talk 1071. So stick around. Sometime in the next 10 minutes or so, we're going to be giving away a pair of tickets to see uh, the Barbie movie in awesome. theaters. Also, you got to hear this story about what Margot Robbie, who's playing Barbie, uh, what she did to sort of get back at a new babysitter that she didn't like because she wanted the old one back. Boy, did she go to great and scary lengths. Tell you about that. When we come back, Donna and Steve. Donna for Bradshaw and Bryant Law Firm. You know, you guys, it is motorcycle season. It is upon us. So this is a really good time to remind everybody, myself included, to be careful out there. I didn't realize this until talking to Mike Bryant of Bradshaw and Bryant that motorcycle insurance does not include personal injury protection coverage. That is crazy to me. Uh, so here's here's what you need to know, okay? Um This is why if you are a motorcyclist who has been injured as a result of another driver's negligence, you definitely want to get a hold of an attorney who's got that specific experience and knowledge in this area. Someone who knows the motorcycle traffic laws, someone who is great at presenting evidence to a potentially biased jury, someone who has dealt with complicated Accident cases. It doesn't cost you anything to get a hold of Mike Bryant at Bradshaw and Bryant. Uh, you could get his personal opinion as to whether or not you have an actionable case. You can do that today by going to MinnesotaPersonalInjury.com. What a whirlwind this has been so far on the Donna and Steve show. This is My Talk 1071, where talk is fun and where. Coming up at 11 o'clock, we're looking for people who listen to our show who happen to have non-traditional pets we're looking for the creeps out there you people with lizards and snakes chinchillas fish ferrets <laughs> fish donna come on. although you could argue fish they're scaly they're kind of a gateway to the reptile world that's right but if you go over you're the person who after the third date you're like yeah come by i want to introduce you to someone this is hank my iguana and yeah, i'm like nope. okay we're i'm out. out peace out Bye nice now. knowing you uh, i want to hear from donkey people <laughs> Huge fan of the donkey. This, in in that same 20- segment, you want to do yes. it there too? Yes. Right. There, there, it's a non traditional pet right. owners. Alpacas. Sure. Um, Cows as pets. Not. I don't think that's a thing. Although some people have horses How in their homes. Dare you? How dare you? Cow. Uh, deer. <laughs> deer. <You know, laughs> Deer's a pet. We don't know. Maybe Listen, you have a rat. I don't again, know. All you creeps and weirdos who decided to complicate life and didn't just get a dog or a cat. We're looking for you. We're looking for you. There you go. That's at 11 o'clock. Okay. Yes, that's what we Because I presume something about this. I negatively stereotype reptile people. Uh Uh-oh. I bet they're 
probably not registered to vote. There's no way they're contributing. They are not contributing to a 401k. Listen, if you have a hairless cat, want to hear from you. If you have a parrot. Yeah, call us from your lair. You get the idea. (laughs) Anyway, we have some entertainment stories to uh, take uh, to tell you about in the meantime. And by by the way, when you hear me go (laughs) Barbie, when I say Barbie like that. You say Ken. I say Barbie. You is that where you're, you're going? No, you're kind of complicating oh, it. Okay, sorry, I blew up. When I say Barbie, just like that, it'll be time for caller number seven to win a pair of tickets to see Barbie. But first. I like the other thing that I did better. You want to do it like that? Yeah. So what, what's it going to be? When I say Barbie, you okay. say Ken. Barbie. Ken. Ken. This is just an example. Who am I? Don't call What yet. part do I do? You say the Barbie part. When I say Barbie, you say Ken. And then you say. Barbie. Ken. Okay. Well, we'll do it twice. All right. So okay, when you thanks. hear that happen twice, it'll We're be time to call We're just showing off our choreography skills because yeah. we know M- Michael Brindis is listening. Yeah, he exactly. might cast us in his next We're show. We're thinking of doing a TED Talk and maybe a master class. <laughs> Ooh, that's not a bad idea it for is. Chan Hessen. Oh, oh, I was going to say for us to host oh. a master class, it is a bad idea. Yo, oh, yeah, for sure. But I mean for the theater to get legitimate people. Anyway, we digress. Go. Margot Robbie was telling a story. She was talking with BBC. Babuka. And she was talking uh, talking about when she she had a babysitter change. If you remember having this at all as a child, you have your favorite babysitter, and then it's like mom and dad are going out. There's a new babysitter coming over. Margot Robbie had this situation, did not really have good feelings about the new babysitter. So here she is talking to BBC Radio Two about what she did to try to scare that babysitter away. We got a new babysitter, and I I wanted my old babysitter back. Talia was like 16, and I thought she was so cool. And then we got this much older lady in, and I was just not happy about it. And she told me to go have a bath, and I didn't want to. And she was very cranky, and I thought, I'm going to show you. And so I got a big kitchen knife and the ketchup, and I lay, I sprawled out naked on the tiles, covered myself in ketchup, and put the, the kitchen knife. And I waited for like 45 minutes for her to find me, but it was worth the wait. Worth the wait. The reaction she did. Did she run screaming from the house? Oh yeah. Oh god, that's oh, good. Yeah. It's like Harold and Maud. It was that kind of very, very of drama. You produced your own death. I also once practiced like a pratfall on the cinema stairs at the shopping center where I'm from, and uh, people <laughs> started calling. <laughs> an ambulance so oh i guess i was a bit of a dramatic me. child we, we had a how about that wow that sounds like a nightmare you for your the, parents the babysitter come over who you're not vibing with though and you're like how do we get them out of here yeah my cousin Teresa. you didn't like your cousin as a babysitter i love her but n- now i do but as a babysitter i was like i thought she was super cool and beautiful and she would put like these cans in her hair to curl her hair Ooh. Like cans. That's like an empty. aggressive curl. A large curl. Anyway. A jersey curl is what that is. Exactly. Going for the cobra. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Kind of like uh, Farrah Fawcett? It's, yes. Do you have that kind of hair? Sort of. Yeah. Anyway, she pulled my hair, and then I never forgave her. Thank you. I told you the story that we had Ivy and Fonda, the, a sister pair who would babysit for us. You know, mm-hmm. there were four of us. And one of us dropped one of my dad's golf clubs out of our bedroom window and it was stuck in the gutter. Ha! But then That's awesome. You know you remember these you don't see these kind of windows anymore. It was almost like a skylight. We had like an A-frame house. 
almost like a skylight, but you could push the window open and then we could like prop it open with a stick or okay, something yep, like that. Yep, yep. A wooden spoon would work. Well, from that little window, I don't know if it was Ivy who held Vonda by the ankles or vice versa, but they hung the other person out to retrieve the golf club. I mean, what a dangerous, dangerous thing to do just so that they wouldn't get in trouble or to help us not get in trouble. But by extension, they would have because it's like, well, why didn't you keep them from touching my golf clubs? That's very nice. That's very nice. Well, the good thing about roofs is that you've got like the tackiness of the shingles. Yeah, but when you're dealing with an angle that is harsher than 45 degrees, I don't know how much the tackiness is going to keep you up. Sure. Especially when you're upside down like that. Yeah. yeah, what do you think? She's just going to spread her fingers out and suddenly stick to the roof? I don't know. Very gecko-like, mouse-like. Don't mice have, like, sticky fingers? I think a lot of animals have really sticky little mitts. Yeah, like raccoons probably have sticky, grippy, so they can grip. My kids just saw a raccoon when we were vacationing in Florida. I love them. Apparently, there was a, about four of them. My brother-in-law goes, puts a tr- trash bag into the trash can said there were four raccoons in the trash can. He quickly steps back like, oh my gosh. And then he's like, wow, this is kind of crazy to see. They get the kids out there, you know, just have a nice up-close encounter with possible rabies. And then they're watching the free show now. And they said to me that there was a, a, a raccoon. One raccoon was left. And he would go down into the garbage can. And then we had, he was finding pizza crust. And then he would come back up to the top of the garbage can, sit on the edge... Like you wanted to see the cars go by. Oh my God, that's hilarious. And the pizza crust up there <laughs> and then would go back in for more. What that's a adorable. Pretty cool. Little so bandits. by the way, if you have a raccoon as a pet, mm-hmm. 11 a.m. will be your time to call. I follow a bunch of raccoons on Instagram. <laughs> I do. Goodness. I want to, I maybe, I want to help you curate feed. your feed. No, my feed is, could not be any more perfect. I am the happiest person I've ever been in my life. Because you follow primarily animals on Instagram. That is correct. Thank you. Goodbye. Why don't we have caller... Oh, wait. When I say Barbie, you say Ken. Barbie. Ken. Barbie. Ken. Caller number seven. You can win a pair of tickets right now. The number is 651-641-1071. Call now to win a pair of tickets to see Barbie. It is Barbie Day here on My Talk. Uh, DJ Zamboni will be manning the phones, and then somebody will go and see a movie this weekend. How fun. Excellent. All right. I love it. Hey, Jamie Foxx teased that big things are coming soon. He, uh, Speaking of Instagram, he made a new Instagram post. Fans, though, are not convinced it's even him in the photo <laughs> following his mysterious illness. I mean, hey, that could be a cutout. That could definitely be a cutout. You could see it on page6.com. He posted this. He's seen beaming at the camera while suited up. He's in a suit on top of a uh, gold race car. This is in Las Vegas. And he said, thank you for my BET MGM family and a great few nights in Vegas. We got big things coming soon. He captioned the picture promoting, you know, this betting company. And he appears to be in good health, and fans think it's faked. Hmm. Just a quick update. It, it is Bet MGM, in case we have to reference it in the future. Oh, I said BET. It's not yeah. BET MGM. It's Bet MGM. It's confusing. I'm sorry, everybody. I, I learned it. I just I'm sorry. To learn it I don't gamble. Sue me. <laughs>
Hang on a second. What? <laughs> so we have an update. Uh, 11 a.m. We're doing the the call-in segment. Who's listening? Today we want to hear from reptile owners, non-traditional pet owners. You got a raccoon, you got a ferret, you got all these things. I said that I kind of judge people if they have snakes in their house or, or reptiles. <laughs> Our buddy Melissa Peterman, hope she doesn't mind me sharing, says... I have no science to back this, but I am positive 80% of reptile owners also have a waterbed. That's great. All right. Call us now. 651-641-1071. And a turtler. That's next.